A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. His name is David Luke Flatman, commander of the armies of the West. General of the Somerset Regions, loyal servant to the true Emperor, Thomas George Llewellyn Shanklin. Father to a noisy cat, husband to a vegan, and he will have a salad in this life or the next. It's time for Flats and Shanks. Let's rock. Let's do this, yeah? This mm-hmm. is going to be, this is this one going to be serious. Keep okay? energy high. Energy high, high energy, high energy, high energy. Right. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. That you are. I'm Tom Shanklin. Okay, boy. Good start. Good intro. Do you reckon it was all right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I wondered if it was a bit flat. One of our best. Flatman. One. <laughs> I wondered if I'd shanked it a bit. <laughs> Stop it. Christ. Christ Jeebus. Um... Right, I think you better tell them where we are, Tom, because we look like doggers. Uh, we are at Magor Services. I didn't want to tell people where we were. I know, uh, but I'm open and honest. It's what I'm about. Yeah, but I didn't want us to look like we're some sort of rag-ass United. That's the problem. You know, I wanted to make it look like we're this neat, slick outfit that uses soundproof rooms. Tom. We kit it all out like Dexter, so there's no blood or traces. Polythene-lined Land Rover. And then it, we then we burn it. Llewellyn's your middle name. Busy is mine. Okay. When we explain our schedules, people will know why we're here. Yeah. Okay? Very true. So we are in my car, in the services car park, just past the bridge, Seven Bridge. Magor Services. Magor. We thought about doing this in the car before for convenience, and then um, my mate Harry Allen at uh, BT Sport, well Sunset and Vine, the production company actually, but he worked BT Sport. You know. He said, you know what you should do if you guys are busy? You should try it in your car. So here we go. This is it. This Cemented fir- it as first idea. one we've done in the car. Um, we've got the hazards on and David's window in the driver's seat is halfway down. I'm not sure what that means. And I'm flashing my headlights 
twice every 30 seconds. I think it means look, but don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means. Eyes on, hands off, okay? Yeah. Um, but I, I like it. And, and as for not wanting people to think we're a Mickey Mouse outfit, we are absolutely a Mickey we're Mouse not. outfit. No, we're, we're not. No, no, we've, we've moved up now. Because of Sam Warburton. Because of the Fuller's Diageo Guinness live podcast. what we like, eh? Because of some stuff in the pipeline that's going on there. Don't tell them. All right, I won't. Don't tell them. Um, In case it doesn't happen. Um, I remember being in a changing room once before we move on. um, And they walked in and and it was the front row. I think it was England A or something or whatever it was. It was me, Chris Forty from Gloucester and Phil Vickery from, you know, Phil Vickery. And he walked in and we're preparing for the game. And Chris Forty comes in. He said, I just had my ear in there, change room, listen to them. And we're playing against France, right? <laughs> Before I could barely speak English. You know, they think we're, they think we're mutes that lot. They think we're a set of mutes. Vic's looked at me and he's rubbing like, he's rubbing like sticky gel into his hands. Sticky, he goes, we are mutes, aren't we? <laughs> I said, we ain't far off, Bab. And then, um, and then it was half, half time, we were getting dicked, right? We came back to win, actually, but we were getting dicked. And Richard Hill... The uh, coach, the scrum half was the coach, and he was like, I want bags of aggression. I want bags of this, bags of accuracy, and I want bags of enthusiasm. You got it? I want bags of enthusiasm. And he sl- smashed the door and walked out. And Chris Forty just said, anyone got a spare bag? <laughs> <laughs> England, eh? Unbelievable. Absolutely but you won that. the game, though. Oh, we destroyed them from memory. We might have lost, actually. I can't remember. Everything happens for a reason. Um, yeah. well, anyway, where have you been though? Why have I got to meet you oh, in mate. a dodgy car park? Uh, it's one of those things that uh, when I say these, when I say this, people are going to think I'm complaining about my professional life, and I'm not. I'm very grateful. But every, every now and again, as much as I enjoy my job, like anyone else's job, it gets in the way of certain other things. And today is my daughter's eighth birthday, and it's a lovely birthday party at the swimming pool at her school and all of her friends stayed over last night and this lovely, all that sort of lovely stuff. And um, to celebrate it, I went to the Medeski Stadium in Reading to watch London Irish Bath, which was largely a pile of absolute rubbish. And wherever it was, if even if I'd been at England, Australia, I wouldn't, I would rather have been at home, frankly. I was, I'm very, very grateful for the work and I did enjoy my day, but... I just wanted to comp- I wanted to get the pod done tonight, being Sunday night, so that I can have a full day tomorrow and I can take my daughters to school and I can pick them up and I can barbecue a three kilo beef brisket that I've got defrosting in the kitchen at the moment. Because um, it's just a, November's the busiest month of the year. That's all. Swimming party for eight year old. Like yeah. You must have, not all eight year olds can swim though. In England they can. Oh, can they can, can they? In England, yeah. Do the parents get in the pool? No, it's England's just different because parents actually take part in their children's upbringing rather than just giving them iPads. Okay. Am I generalising? No, not at all. I just no. want, I wondered why you had a snorkel and a mask <laughs> in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> but you are gutted, aren't you? The ro- and the rope is just lane dividers. That's all that is. Oh, well, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had quite the same day as you. I've been um, crazy golf, treetops golf in Cardiff. On your own? Yeah. Don't bring kids to that. No. And then I went to watch Paddington 2. On your own? Yeah, obviously. Mark Durden-Smith called it one of the best films he's ever seen. And just, he wasn't joking. Just trying to get a bit of time to myself. No, mm. I, I took my uh, I took my kids. Um, Paddington 2, yeah, it's probably the best film you've ever seen if you're under 10 years old. Is I'd it? Agree, I'd agree with that. Yeah. But when I was 10, I was watching Absent Without Leave, Kickboxer and Bloodsport, Van Damme. 
basic instinct i was <laughs> i definitely watched that when i was like 14 or 15 hey no jokes right my my mum we mum didn't know what she it was, was. No, we started okay, <laughs> she modeled herself uh, we and she stopped us watching it because um, she was like, oh, I didn't realise it was a room rude film. So I turned it off, didn't see any of it. And the next morning, I woke up early, sneaked, sunk downstairs, put the video in, and I saw the bit where she opens her legs. Yeah. And just after that bit, my mum steamed into the sitting room, and she's like, you, watching? I was like, no, I didn't realise what it was. Doing. Taking it off the shelf, put it in press. But I didn't honestly, mum, I didn't know. I thought it, you know, I thought it was... It's a niche. I, I got a niche down there, mum. I thought it was Grease too. Uh, yeah. It, um, it's a thriller. It's a thriller that has a few sex scenes in it. I remember going to the... What, Paddington 2? <laughs> yeah. Well, the bear's not got any clothes on. He's got a hat on. Um, bear thriller. Do you remember going to the old video shops when you used to have to get videos out and like trying to pretend you're older, like practicing your date of birth <laughs> the whole mate. way? Yeah, 21, 21, 174. What's your date of birth? It used to, it used to panic me. Was it? Uh, yeah. 10, 10, 75. Yeah. 10, 10, 75. All right, mate. <clears throat> 75. What? You're 21 oh. years old. You can't yeah. even grow a moustache. Oh, hang on, I'm just going to go for a beer and a fag. Can I get this video <laughs> out first? Got one of those days, eh? Stream everything now. Yeah. Um, but don't do it illegally, okay? Because you're ruining the, the music and the film industry. I don't actually stream anything. Nor do I. I don't. I don't stream, I you, Netflix is streaming. No, but you know what I mean? I don't do anything illegal. Sin is good on Netflix, isn't it? I've got no morals on that stuff, but I don't do it because I, don't know, I can't be arsed with all the techie stuff and yeah. it all going wrong and downloading yeah, feeds I mean, and that. Yeah, if, if I did it for you, you'd watch it, certainly. But yep. um, Sinner was very good on Netflix. I finished that. Powered through that in about three days. Sinner, yeah. There is one really, well, there's a few. It's very disturbing. The one, the thing I found most disturbing was the mum in Sinner, the really super religious mum, Blaming her daughter for everything when the daughter didn't know yeah. better. I found that really hard Try to watch. Try not to actually. spoil it for people that have what. Yeah, haven't I found watched it really it. And then when the two sisters get it on, that was a bit um, amazing. Sorry, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> what are these strange feelings I'm getting? It's <laughs> a bit awkward. Um, what, what, what have you been up to? Not really much this week. I did oh, well something for DS Smith because I'm an ambassador for them. We had the bin men. Yeah. yeah. No, we're, we're more than bin men, mate. We're. Predominantly a packaging company. It's bin part persons. of a group. Bin it's, part of a, it's part of a group. Do you get inside? Yeah, I get inside the bin. Have a look around. <laughs> That's what someone asked me before. <laughs> uh, but we had a, um, it was like a people, annual people excellence awards in the Rico Stadium. Right. Um, which there were no awards, so everyone was a winner that was there. Oh, God. I had a bit of team bond, building stuff and bonding. We did some activities. That, that was at the Rico, was we it? did some pub Olympics, which I thought were going to be like Bar Luge, which can going to be bolting pints, but it yeah. was... Like Skeletrics and oh. and Jenga, giant Jenga and table football. Oh. So we did all that and then low risk. We had a dinner in the evening, but it was quite good in the evening because there was a casino which is attached to yeah. the Rico. Yeah. And there's play and they, they put some free games on for those that wanted free games. And then for heart a big hitters like you, you yeah. waded, waded in with your own pack cash. Yeah. You folded got yeah. in there. Ten minutes out of there. Yeah. Lose it all? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Gone. Gone. Um, some kids didn't eat at the weekend. That's right. Um, and then when I was with you, then at the RAC club, first time I've ever been there in Pall Mall. Lovely place. Walked in there. Wasn't Bit quite swanky, sure. Very swanky. Doesn't look like anything from the outside, but when you get in there, I walked yeah. downstairs. They got like a they got a swimming pool. They got a barber's. No use to me. Squash courts. You can only use your phone in these little telephone booths, can't you? Yeah. They got no telephones in there, but they're just these you have little. To wear a shirt and tie as well. Yep. Yeah. I wore a flat out suit. Looked like yeah. I don't know. Well. Look very professional, and then you turn up in like tweed jacket and yeah, mate, trousers. I've been, I've been going to the I've been going to the RAC on Pall Mall for so long. You could have said a jacket would have done, mate. I don't worry about 
I don't worry. I, as long as I've got a jacket, shirt, and tie, I'm not too worried. Oh, but yeah. it's a great lunch, that, isn't it? I do it yeah. for you. I'd have got a Moss Bros to get a suit and everything. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hide it. Send it back. But yeah, it was a lovely lunch. Mm. Um, well done on the auction. Well done on hosting. Hey, well done. Lovely food as well. Well done on your Q&A. Very nice. A few Welsh there. Yeah, I had, I had three lunches in the end, didn't I? Safety in numbers. I yeah. didn't, eat, didn't eat the potato from all the lunches. I just ate the lamb. But the night before that, I was at um, Kennedy's Law, like a law firm in the city, and uh, did a, you know, did an after dinner thing with uh, Andy Goode, aka Alan Goon. And usually you go. Why'd you call him Alan, mate? When we're in Miami on Mike Tyndall's stag, he um, he developed uh, an alter ego. Um, the less we t- the less we say about that, the better. Okay. Okay. Um, but it was very important that um, he maintained his. No, it was fine. He just forget. I forget what it was, but. He was like a governor of the state of Texas called Alan Goon or something. That's what we marketed him as because he looked like a redneck. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give him that. Um, so we did that. And you know, you go. He would like suit a jumper, wouldn't he, where you've just cut off the sleeves and it yeah, turned into a t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And that's effectively what he looks like naked. Um, so we did this like an afternoon. And they said, can you just do a QA and that sort of stuff? And it was really good fun. One hour and 50 minutes wow. QA. I've never done one that lasted 50 minutes before. Hour and fifty. Hour and fifty. And in the end, we were like, enough, enough, enough. And it was great fun. It was really, really good fun. And they were lovely people. But usually you would go to a law firm in the city and there will be some rugby fans, some don't care. Every single person in that room loved rugby, every single one. And they just wanted to know stuff. And some of it was fun, some of it was insight, whatever. And it went on and on. And we were like, look, we're, yeah. ha- we're happy to keep going. It was really nice do. We had venison. Very, very nice. Some nice red wine, you know. Were they talking about like stuff like the grassroots of English rugby and nauseating stuff like that or oh, it's like oh, what do you reckon we should do to make it safer for kids and get higher attendance rate for kids and well, how do we how do we keep kids in sport it's like mate I don't care I only care about the top 0.0001% i.e. elite pros I don't even care about Div 1 yeah who's got a question on longest in the showers yeah who's got I don't I'm not here to talk about Deodora do you know what I mean <laughs> so uh, no it was it was very very nice um, but yeah b- busy old time and uh, you know you gotta, you got to dig in and get grafting, haven't you? Mate, you got to strike while iron's hot. Always. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is that that? 
We better get on to some rugby results. What a weekend of sport, mm. of rugby, of should rugby. I say. You've, that is the worst start to a section we've ever had in two years. You're not allowed to redo it. What a uh, 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 sport. Yeah. And, uh, the computer put me off, you know. I was just making sure it was being recorded. But I'll, I'll edit that. What a weekend, Flats, of rugby we've had. Loved it. Start, started like this, started like this, really. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, tell me about it. Anyway, oh, what a weekend, huh? <laughs> Turn the key and the car started first time. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, three uh, of them sisters, probably. Yeah, anyway, I'm just rugger. watching. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we'll start off with Wales, Georgia. I went to the game. Cheat. <coughs> I, I went to the game to cover the game for BBC Radio Wales, purely so I could get in without queuing, because I didn't want the fiasco of last week. Yeah. Was there a fiasco this week for the public? Oh, no, not on your media, mate. No, but for, for La Publique, was it the same again? Don't even care. Gone past yeah. caring. Yeah, Don't yeah. affect me. Yeah. <laughs> Got no interest. Um, now, yeah. what a game that was. Absolutely loved it. Wales, Georgia. <laughs> um, like I, I, like I enjoyed the first half. Um, there was a lot of Did changes. You? Yeah, there was a lot of changes in that in this team. Now, whether or not he should have made as many changes, I don't think so. Now, people always harp on about Wales. He, he being Warren Sam Warburton's dad. Yeah, yeah, Sam Warburton's dad. Now, a lot of people are saying Warren Gatlin's not blooded enough youngsters. Now, there was a lot of changes for the first week for Australia. Mm. And you look at Steph Evans coming in, Owen Williams coming in, Navidi, Shingler. So there's a lot of changes. It wasn't a settled team. So possibly I don't think they should have been another 14 changes on top of that because yeah. because we're blooded youngsters in, in that first game. And it's about yeah. getting a little bit of momentum. and um, Into the hardest game most of into the hardest will ever game play. Against New Zealand. So they're in a no-win situation really because... What do you expect? 14, a, a totally new team, a totally new look new team to come in and just put a team like Georgia away. It's never really going to happen. Um, saying that, though, there's quite a few opportunities that Wales missed. They looked good at the start. Okay, They looked good when they were going side to side. They were using forwards as ball players in the, in the 10 channel, putting mm. it behind dummy forwards back to back to a 10 or a doing, 12. Doing a Mako, I call it. Yeah, very similar to that. And Leon Brown did that a couple of times. Looked Some pretty, athlete, Leon Brown. Eh? Looked pretty good in the loose. Um, but we just didn't take chances. Now, Hallam Amos scored a, a nice try at the start of the game. Again, it was nice interplay off the, from the backs. Mm. Scott Williams puts it behind Owen Watkins, back to the 10 running round. Mm. And Priestland manages to loop a pass to Hallam Amos, um, who, who finished it very well. There were a couple of instances. The ball was ripped um, out of one of the Georgians' hands, eventually goes to Hallam Amos, but because, I'm not sure it was, it might have been Nicky Smith, rips the ball out of the attacker, the attacking Georgian. That is deemed as a knock-on. So they brought it all the way back mm. for that. There was another instance where there was an overthrow off the mm. back of the line-out. Christian Dacey flicks it, but the ball goes back. Yeah. Reese Priestman picks it up and was through, but the ref called it back. I thought the ref wasn't very good at all during that game. Can you stop criticising referees, please? I'll do what I want. Um... Okay, I won't. Um, but they're trying to play this new brand of rugby and it's not going to happen overnight because Wales was so intent on playing this 10-man rugby. You know, they, they've got a new philosophy now where they want to get in the wide channels. Players were taking their own space, which was good to see. They weren't crowding around the ball carrier. But it's going to take time. And this isn't the first team, you know. This is this is a, essentially a Wales A team that was playing at the weekend. Yeah. But the thing is now, leading up to New Zealand... 
you know, there's not much consistency in selection. So Hang on, just just to stop, there's someone walking past us with the dog, and okay. he keeps he keeps pretending not to look at us. Do you see? It's always he's done quite a good job there. He gave us a couple of. If right you want to stalk or if you want to, there he goes. Look, see him looking back, then pretending he wasn't. See him. Always get a dog if you want to stalk. Yeah. Or kids. Um. So, not the greatest of games, but. I wasn't too bothered because it's not a reflection really of where Wales are at. Okay, so I got back home last night from HQ and watched it and um, allegedly, um, what well, I'm trying to get, make sure I don't get into any trouble, not that I'm sure Warren Gatlin, Robin McBride, Sean Edwards or Rob Howley listen to this podcast. Um, might. I reckon someone from the WRU media would. Somebody would and in my opinion, allegedly unproven, that's flat out cheating at the end. In Say the IMO, it's quicker. IMO, a- IMHO, flat out cheating at the end. So in the scrum. So flat again. Getting pasted in the scrum. Yeah. Getting pasted in the scrum. Leon Brown. A tough game. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Were, were the, they were getting pasted in the scrum in the first half. Hey, they they me, weren't so much in the second let, half. Hey, let me get. I'll get there, mate. Okay, boy. I'll get there, boy. Getting pasted in the scrums. Expectedly, because Leon Brown, I love the look of him, but that's a very, very tough game. There are some of the best titans in the world would have struggled in that game. I, I actually thought he got better and better as it went on. And it what I did like was that it didn't, Getting hammered in the scrum didn't seem to massively affect his game elsewhere, so he wasn't he wasn't just thinking my world's exploding, my world's falling in. There's nothing I can do. It's all over, and he definitely got better. And there were a couple of penalties where I thought, do you know what? I would have given that, but he was complaining about it, and I thought I think he's he's pr- almost got a case because he properly dug in, and I like the fact that he fired into them and kept going. Anyway, he wasn't as strong on the day as they were expectedly. They're the best of the scrum in the world, right? So. There's that. So they bring on Tom Francis, Exeter Chiefs prop, and he massively solidifies things. Having not scrummaged brilliantly last week, he scrummaged really well this week, probably because he's running on against the best scrum in the world who have pasted Wales for the last hour. And he's thinking he is just so full of adrenaline or he's bricking it or he's pumped or whatever it is. Yeah. Sometimes that is when you produce your best work. Of course it is. He did a really good job in the scrum. Really good. Then he made a crazy decision at a breakdown near his own line. Gets a yellow card. I mean, it was a crazy thing to do, taking out the nine like that. But, of course, then it leads to the whole... Everyone at home knows this, but it leads to the whole debacle around... Hang on a minute. They're going to take the scrum five yards out. And I would have bet, you know, if they'd have brought Leon Brown back on and been a man down in the scrum or put a back in so as good as a man down, I would have bet my mortgage on them getting a seven-pointer and drawing that game. So the two starting props of Wales are warming up on the sideline. Someone tells them they got a, don't you're meant to be injured, lad, so you can't come back on. They scurry back to their seats or wherever they go. It's it's flat out. It's it's an absolute debacle. And they if they'd have come back, you know, so they you know we we all know what's happened, right? So this is this has happened before. There is form here. So I had a few people tweeting me saying, "Yeah, it's just like France did it. The other France did it recently, didn't they? Was it in the Six Nations? France did it. Twenty minutes of extra time." Yeah, France did it and all that stuff. It's like, no, no, no. This happened way before that. We talked about it on the pod before. I tell you, this is, this is for, as far as I know, this is the reason or one of the primary reasons that the eight-man bench was brought in with a full front row on the bench because people kept doing going uncontested because of, inverted commas, injured props. That's right. And basically depowering more powerful scrums, taking away the advantage. Now, we've spoken about this before, but for the benefit of anyone who didn't, hasn't listened to every single one of our pods... Don't blame you. Um, I blame you. What do, do it. You do it, yeah. You know, this happened when I was playing at Bath and we had a particularly strong scrum for a good few seasons. Guess what 
you know, guess what team did it the most or were fam- were absolutely famous for doing it across the Premiership and across Europe? So a team that was probably not as good at, not very strong scrummagers? Wasps. Okay. Right? It's wasps. They were famous for doing it. They had some really good props, but when those props went off, sometimes they struggled and sometimes they struggled anyway. And instead of digging in, I remember clearly, we've done this. I, I remember, I remember talking about this, yeah. I remember the prop or props in question hating it. They desperately wanted to get out there and fight because they're tough blokes. Okay, and even if they're losing out, they want to stand and fight. The coaches did made these decisions. And who were the coaches? They're the same coaches that did it at the weekend. <laughs> it's just, it's I, I, as you know, we both love Warren Gatland. Don't know Sean Edwards very well. What I know, I love. Okay. The problem you got. It's cheating. The problem you got is that they're claiming that Leon Brown had cramp. Oh come on! He's warming up. He's ready to go on. Look at him. You can, that's the problem though. You can't prove it. Of course you S- can't. Sim- similarly, same as um, France, Wales last year. You, you can never prove it that he was concussed. What I would say to you is this, boy: if I am wrong, if all of us who think that's cheating are proven wrong. I would I would genuinely and gladly apologise for that because I would love to be wrong. I just don't think I am, and I really don't like it. I agree with you, mate. It did look very, very suspicious. Suspicious. The thing is, they've cheated Georgia out of a draw against a tier one nation. Okay, second team, a draw against the potential draw against a massive team in front of the whole world. Because you know. when you mark a substitution card, you have to tick whether it's a tactical, whether it's blood, whether it's simbin, or whether it's injury. So how did they mark Leon Brown's card? Um, it was tactical. But then he claims that he was... Got cramped late. Got cramped then. during the game. Ah, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it does. And it's a shame, really, because that sort of overshadowed the game, really. And that's what people are going to talk about, not talk about the likes. I thought Reese Priestland had a really good game at 10. Yeah. A very good ball in hand. He's trying to get that... For, he's nearly... I reckon he's nearly there. The form he showed in the 2011 World Cup. His form has been very good for Bath. He's been yeah. keeping Freddie Burns out. He came in, he looked comfortable at 10. He looked like he'd been playing there a long time at that, mm. at that level. He kicked off the floor brilliantly and, and defended well because probably that's something that's not the strongest in his game. But he was up out the line making tackles. Dan Lydia again made loads of tackles. Yeah, he did, didn't he? You're always going to get that with Dan Lydia. It's Did I read it was 26 or something? He made 26 yeah. tackles or something. I mean, yeah, geez. it was up high like that. What Way more than anyone else. But it's his attacking play that lets him down. It doesn't let him down, but... He's it's not, not his strength, is he's, it? No, it's not his strength. He's not like Moriarty. He doesn't carry like someone like Moriarty would or, or Warburton would. But he's, he's an English Joe Worsley. He's you know, a exactly. defensive machine. But I love him because you know exactly what you get with him. Yeah, and you always and he, get it. And he hits hard and he was hitting those Georgians yeah. back. Big, big you know, you know what You know what to expect and you always get what you expect. You know, So he's very reliable, isn't he? And I like Liam Williams at 15. Has to play 15. Here's, here's a question for you now on Wales before we move on. Yo. Two players... Who one hundred percent should have been playing against Georgia, Richard Hibbard from Gloucester. He is immense at the moment. He is absolutely immense all the time, and has been for ages. He's so good. It, it seems like once Wales, once the Welsh coach has got something in the head about not picking a player, yeah, that's it. Maybe it's like the Alex Good thing. It's just not what the coaches want. But I watch Hibbard and think, how can you not want that? He's he, amazing. Yeah, I think if he was sort of five, six years younger, he'd be straight in there. He's class. The other one. The other one is a bit of a shot, but Phil Dolman from Exeter Chiefs, brilliant again today. He's mm. such a good player. He's so good. He is, and he was on. He got selected for the tour last yeah. year, but injured himself. Um, but he's back in the same form, and then it, he it, is. Come on, he is, but again, it's he's quite an old bloke now, and they're looking towards the new, the next World Cup. They're looking towards the future. It's very difficult when you hit form at an age like that, where 
mm. you've not had many caps because they're thinking, well, yeah, he's playing well, but is he going to be the future of Welsh rugby? Are yeah. we going to develop him into the next World Cup? And thereafter, no, you're not. Amen, sister. Can you Amen. turn the lights back on the car, please? Hang on, I've got to do the little button and then I've got to do the thing. Hang on. Okay, so you were down in HQ for England, Australia. Yeah. Bet you weren't doing corporate. I was, yeah. <laughs> I had a lovely day, actually. Was it? Yeah, did I did it. Um, I hosted the HSBC suite at Twickenham. Oh, yeah? Um, it's just brilliant fun. It's really, really nice. The food's really good. Um, and they got loads of it. Just unli- basic, unlimited, amazing food. It just keeps coming. Nice. It's amazing. Yeah. And I was with, <coughs> excuse me, uh, George Gregan and Graham Roundtree. Two guys that, I know George well now because of the, the corporate stuff we've done together and he's just like I mean what an absolute pleasure to be with him all day it's just great and Graham Roundtree I obviously know and he's just a class bloke and um, so we we did a couple of turns up you know up in front of the guests and that sort of stuff and it's just oh, it's just I loved it and, <laughs> Sam, and Sam Warburton came in pre-match as well and he, as, as you know from the pod like, you know him very well but as everyone knows from the pod last week he's just class and like you ask him stuff like, you know, let's go back to Wales, Australia last week, 13 in a row. You ask everyone, is it psychological, is it not? And he's like, mate, we're just not good enough. That's what it is. If we were a better team, if we could play as well, you know, if we could do 80 minutes like they can, we'd beat them. They're just better than we are. So we need to work on strengthening. And he's just so upfront and he's great. And of course, because he's done what he's done and he's doing what he's doing, you can't, you know, you can't knock him for that. <laughs> you can't knock him for anything he says because it's kind of, yeah. yeah, you're kind of the gaffer. You yeah. know? Anyway, so talk us through the game. 30 Crazy. points to six. Crazy game. It's never a 30 points to six game. Of course it no. wasn't, but that's that's the way it goes. It, in short, you talk about it all day. <coughs> weather, weather played a huge factor in that game. Yeah, but it's like, it, I said to George after the game, it looks like it's never bloody rained in Australia. Like those lads didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And a mate of mine texted me, who's a, a coach, and... A, a, a you know elite coach and he said um he said it looks like michael checker did some wet weather tactical training as a last minute afterthought and eddie jones planned for it all week such was the difference and i i kind of buy into that but australia played really well they both teams properly chucked it about properly ambitious despite the weather every time australia made a break or did anything good it was like bloody match fixing someone threw the ball on the floor it's like, what are you doing, lads? Can't you just hang on to it? They kept chucking it on the floor. Was, so, was Did the weather look, was the weather worse than it looked on TV? Yes, yes, it was really bad. Okay. But it's pretty similar for both teams, as far as I can remember it. But, you know, uh, but Kurandjani in the midfield, uh, Karevi in the midfield, fantastic. And Will Genia was classed a couple of forward passes, but really trying to play flat, ripping that ball away, although his forwards didn't give him great ball. But they, it was, it was really bizarre. Um, but, it was a bizarre game because it kind of it seemed to hinge or centre on. A, I was on Twitter for the whole game, so I watched it indoors, and it and all the fans and journalists are just saying this is brutal. Australia are getting shafted. Guess what? Another home a hometown call. And Nick Evans, the All Black fly off from Quinns, who's you know whose opinion you would absolutely respect over most people in the world, saying guess what? Another hometown call, home team call. And I, you know, and it's because I'm English. It, people think well slash Georgian you would say slash Georgian you would say this but let's look at the big decisions you can say oh come on it's rugby did Michael Hooper cease to advance or retreat 
before he was put on side. He was eventually put on side, having continued to advance. And then he then scores. You can't allow that. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's a clearly an easy call. Was Stephen Moore accidentally? Yes. Was he in front of the man? To, to, to you know, so Chris Robshaw. It, did he impede Chris Robshaw making a tackle? One hundred percent. There's no argument. And then you look at can you say the ball for Elliot Daly's try? Can you conclusively say the ball hit the line? You cannot. <laughs> it just from one angle I was like, oh my god, definitely hit the line. And they show the angle touch line side, and you're like. You absolutely cannot say that. So I'm standing with George Gregan. I said, tell me honestly what you think. And he said, all three of those big decisions, absolutely correct. And Beals was a yellow card for slapping the ball down. Of course down. it as was. As much Easy. as he's trying to say he was flicking it up. It's a clear yellow. It was, it was crazy because 13-6, right? 53 minutes gone. Karevi makes an amazing break. Mm. Throws it out the back door to um, Kundrani, who drops it. It's yeah. then recycled. Yeah. And it was anybody's game then. Yeah, the ball bounces up, and um, who is it? Daly scores that try. Yeah, yeah. But, but Curtly Beals wandering over it about three miles an hour. It's yeah. really bizarre. Same with Phipps um, for when Danny Kerr kicks and, it, and Reese Hodge and for, kicks it for yeah. Jonathan Joseph try. There's Ambling. no, there's no urgency to get back. I was speaking off air to you that people get really excited when there's line breaks when they're attacking because they want to get on the end of it. They want to be part and try and help score a try or try and get the end of of it to score a try. It's it's, you see how lazy people are when they're running back, ambling back because the kick's gone over your head. Yeah, that's when you've got to be more urgent. Absolutely, and you know a couple of things on that. I was, at, as I said, I was at Irish today, and the ball got pumped back by Bath quite a lot over London Irish's head. And I watched Alex Lewington, who's a player I've admired for a long Don't time. Don't give too much away because we're going to crack on with this. All right, he was absolutely flat out getting back, constantly getting in the way, rescued him two or three times because of his work rate getting back. And do you remember? When we were at Sarries, Brendan Daniel, you yeah. remember him, the winger, absolutely electric, the most electric winger in the league for Sarries that first season. He was just unplayable. His footwork was something else, Kiwi winger. And I remember him walking out of a contract meeting and ringing his wife or his girlfriend and saying, I've been cut, we're out, we're out, we're out. And I was, I was like, what? I thought they're going to give you like eight years on as much money as you wanted because yeah. you're the best player in the team. And you and play the guitar. Him. Yeah. And they cut him, and I couldn't believe it. And I remember speaking to Francois Pienaar about it, only as a young kid. And I said, why does he, why has he been cut? And he said, he only plays when he's got the ball. And he said, you can't, what you can't coach into someone is a desire to run off the ball and to defend hard and to collide and to put the work in when no one's watching. He said, you can't coach that in. Yeah. And I remember him saying to me, it's particularly brutal, or what, it was him or one of the coaches, and said, if someone said 50 quid, whatever it was, I bet you, you never hear from him again. And he kind of did. He went to Bath for a bit and came on loan and stuff. But that was kind of true. That was his best ever season. They said he only works when he's on the ball. Do you know what a pet hate of mine is? Is when you're watching a game and you're in the stands or you're in a pub and there's people who are shouting, don't kick it away. Why are you kicking it away? Um, even, when yeah. it's, even when it's on. Yeah. Even when there's nothing on. They put a grubber through. They're kicking away. Duh. But I think Danny Kerr proved everybody wrong. Yeah. Uh, three kicks, I think he had, and resulting in three tries. Yeah, what an impact! What a, what an impact! And he gets on the end for for one himself. But the thing with kicking, you see, when when there's nothing on in front of you, when you're not going forward, you've got to kick. And sometimes mm. the kick is not going to go out. Sometimes it's not going to be that much of an attacking kick. But sometimes you don't have any option mm. at all. So you've got to relieve the pressure somehow. But some lovely kicks there. By what a cameo performance from him. Yeah, him him and uh, what an impact. Him and Ben Youngs. You know, it's, it's very good to have that combination, isn't yeah, it? I often think it was very similar when you had 
Mike Phillips and Dwayne Peel. Yeah, I still want Dan Robson to get a go at some point. Yeah. I think he's so good. Now, for me, right, the game of the weekend, Scotland, New Zealand. Yeah, gutted oh. I am. Gutted I am. I would love them to win that. See Doddy Weir pre-match walking out with his sons. What a moment. Jeepers. I know. And Jeez. he spoke so well as well to Sonny McLaughlin. Oh, did he? After. I didn't see that. Yeah. Really, oh, really what well. What a bloke. Yeah, what a bloke. But the game, but Stuart Hogg, how good is Stuart? Was Stuart Hogg getting the All Blacks team? Yeah. I think you you probably have him over Mackenzie. It's not quite something that, considering how good the All Blacks are. Oh, mate. I mean, I, they're not. I don't think All Blacks are actually as unbeatable as everyone thinks. But I look at Stuart Hogg and I think, right, they're pretty good. You have you have amazing games. You cannot have another game like that. You know, you cannot get better than that. But yeah. To have the game he did against the best in the world. Yeah. What? You know, he just he just keeps going and going and going. He's so fast, ball in hand. Ben Russell and him work really, really well together. Yeah, lovely. Ben Russell's. Or he's the one with the vision really that's putting it behind he's pulling the strings putting it behind the forwards to Stuart Hogg who's deep and then Stuart Hogg's got unbelievable feet mm. just picks out who's in front of him always running it forwards really stepping inside yeah. using using his his agility and his step um, but Scotland were in it right all the way really especially in the first half I think they were drawing the first half going in or were they three points up I can't quite remember one of them one of them um, but the All Blacks came out second half firing Taylor scores a try, just standard sort of all blacks play. Always, always have people in the wide channels. The hooker, yeah. Taylor in the wide channel, glory hunting, gets on the end. Um, and then they have another try then very quickly after. There's a drive and Sonny Bill, Grubbers at 12. You don't often see that on the line. It's normally no. the 10 or the 9 that puts it through. Yeah. Um, but when the pass goes from 9 to 10 to 12, the fullback is pegging it round to the corner. So there's no cover from behind because... Last thing you think teams are going to do when it goes into the 12th hand is Grubber. Yeah. Puts it through and McKenzie gets on that. Um, but to beat the All Blacks, you've got to do something different. And Scotland had a penalty right on the All Blacks five metre line. Instead of kicking for goal, a couple of tap penalties, a couple of phases through. And yeah. um, Johnny Gray goes over. Um, I think it's Johnny Gray. Who's Mate. the other one? Richie Gray. Yeah, Johnny Gray. He goes over. Um, but how, I wish they won that, mate. How, yeah, how are you going to defend? Have you seen Sonny Bills out the back to McKenzie? You can't defend to that. To Barrett. You can't defend that. It's beautiful. It's He's, just beautiful. You can't go high on Sonny Bills. Nick Mullins' commentary when it goes in, he just, he just shouts, this is liquid black. He's just amazing. Oh. He always finds the right words. But, liquid black. But fair play to the Scots, right? They dig in. They come back. Hog again, ball in hand, puts a little grubber through. Not a long one, just a just, just probably a little one, just enough. 10, 15 metre grubber. Yeah. Pops up into Seymour's hands. Lovely pass inside to Hugh Jones, who he had a, he had a great Six Nations last year. Mm. Watch out for him. I think he was a little I'll bit unlucky, little bit unlucky not him. to go on the Lions tour. You watch out for him. And then. Yeah, but he got when he, he did have a good Six Nations, but then England injured. ripped him apart. Yeah, Jonathan Joseph humiliated him genuinely. I'm not sure if he got injured or not. Um, but defensively, but then Hog at the death. Oh god! Line break and what a line break though! <laughs> he's un- he's uh, he's unbelievable. I love Bowden Barrett him. must be the quickest ten out there. Yeah, special player tackles him in the touch and unfortunately goes forward. Busted. But anyway, so many good, like I I love Ali Price and Finn Russell at halfbacks. I think they're the most dangerous two yeah. in Scotland. Yeah, pull all the strings. Hogg at 15, Hugh Jones in the centre, Dunbar at 12 as well. Like him. He gets injured. Well, um, we in like him though. But yeah, but this Scotland team, massive change. 100%. Huge change from, 
you sort of saw it last year with Vern Cotter. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I say, I say, hundred percent. I, I thought they were great under Vern Cotter, personally. Yeah, they were, but I think it, it took a while for for us to see that, and I think last year's Six Nations, we really got a glimpse of how good they could be. Mm. Big, big talking point was Naholo, and not get a yellow card for tackling Stuart Hogg in the air. Mm. He sort of gets shepherded out the way a little bit by Ali Price. What are your thoughts, Tom? There's contact when Stuart Hogg is in the air. He lands on his back. It should have been a yellow card in my book. Well, so they, would, they never yellow card unlucky. all blacks, do they? Do they? <laughs> Christ's sake. But a good game. Um, and, you know, New Zealand were put under a lot of pressure there. Good. And good. I'm not sure if that's good or bad for Wales. Well, no, Wales are... Let's conclude this section by saying um, Wales are in a whole world of shit, okay? I think like, we should just quickly mention that Ireland beat Fiji, although that was a quite a close game. Uh, game a bit of a scare, good stuff. And the French lost to South Africa. The French, South Africa are a shambles at the moment, sadly. France are an absolute shambles. And the main reason for that is that if you if you could select anyone worse to run your national team than Philippe Saint-André, then they've managed it in selecting Guy Noves, who, let's face it, is a, a Toulouse are my favourite team growing up. Toulouse and Bath are my favourite teams. I love Toulouse, still do. He he was past his sell-by day at club level, I mean, five years ago, seven years ago, absolute shambles. So they get him in ten years too late to do the French job. It's a, It's just a... It's it's embarrassing. I would like to see Guy. It's absolutely embarrassing. I'd like to see Guy on The Apprentice. I think that'd be really good. Guy Noves. Yeah, I think we'd it'd really Guy Noves. Yeah, I think that'd really show him up for his true character. Yeah, yeah. Get I don't, don't watch The Apprentice. It's trash. I don't watch trash. Right, David. We're we're gonna do something a little bit different. We're gonna try oh. and incorporate some of our questions on Twitter into. The Premiership results from the weekend. Okay. Yes. Good luck to you. Because um, I've got a new phone, iPhone 8 Plus, and I don't yet have the Flats and Shanks Twitter account on it. Really? So I've forgotten the password. Oh, so mate, it's, been go- it's been going wild ever since our Georgian video it's online. bloody mad, isn't it? Ever since it was shown on network TV. Uh, I didn't think um, Gabby Logan was... Uh, I thought she was a bit nonplussed with our video, actually. I don't know if she liked it. No. Or maybe she really liked myself in a, no, in no, a onesie. No, that's not and it. No, that's not it. Was trying to make it too obvious that she didn't like it. Do you know what I mean? Um, how, what's, give us a roundup, really, if you can. All and right, let, let's do it quick. Um, amazing resilience from Gloucester at home at King's Home to Leicester in the uh, to Saracens, who were really strong in the first half. Strong Saracens team Saracens as well. Super strong, and Gloucester held them out. Don't know how. Second half, absolute turnaround. Amazing performance from Gloucester. Thought they were fantastic. Can Hudson. they back it up? Don't know. Hudson at the back scored a lovely try on the angle, didn't he, in the Anglo-Welsh last week. Um, carried that through. They've given him a start of 15. He was fantastic. Not just good for a rookie. Properly good. Properly confident and alpha. Really like watching him play. Um, Savage in the second row was great. Ackerman at eight. is. There's rumours he's going to play. try and play for England like this... Um, Brad Shields guy, who's a Kiwi, former un, former Kiwi New Zealand under-20s player, who plays for the Hurricanes, I think, and he has turned down a position in the All Black squad to come to England, try and get in the England team for the World Cup, and I heard today that Wasps have signed him. Really? Yep, he's flat out going for England, coming over. Ackerman apparently might go for England as well, really good player. 
Velikot come off the bench was fantastic at scrum half. Um, Wasps there we go. hammered Newcastle. What's happening? Oh, by the did way, not, did not see that coming. Um, oh, by the way, before you go yeah. on, they, they've stuck Gloucester stuck Henry Trinder on the wing. Don't do that again. Leave him at thirteen. He's the best thirteen. Why move him? They used to say Hardly that. saw him. They used to say that about me whenever they put me on the wing. No one ever um, said that. Sonotti, Sonotti jumping into a tackle. So good they named him twice. Jumping into a tackle. Yeah. Jumps into Eastman. Yeah, who, who had a very good game. Eastman back after a long injury. New Lim- haircut. Limped off for the end, though, yeah. unfortunately. He was class. You cannot jump into a tackle like that. No, can't do it. Do you remember Tuolangi getting um, yellow carded against Japan? Somewhere against Japan in the World Cup for mm. bracing himself, going into a tackle? No. Oh, he does. It was massive hoo-ha over that because he basically takes a step into a tackle like you do. Yeah. Um, like all the good Samoans do, all the big wingers like that. Mm. And he gets penalised. I'm sure he gets a yellow card. But Sonotti, Sonotti literally jumps into Eastman. Yeah, not cool. No, not cool, mate. Uh, Eastman was really good. Gopeth and Eastman were love, played love. Josh Bassett scored a lovely try. They they smashed Newcastle away, really, and Newcastle were on great form. But Wasps are, Wasps are they're getting there. They're properly getting there. Yeah, they are. Which is nice. Uh, again, as we said, but London Irish Bath today was uh, it wasn't dross, but it was. I mean, jeez. I saw Badhand score his first try, and he literally. There's not, not, not even an effort to tackle him. De Chavez did not want to tackle him. I'm at sure all. I can hear someone shout touch. Yeah. Um, Honestly, cool. Back. Touched you, Philip Orbell on Twitter. Why have Saints gone downhill so much since winning the Prem, and what needs to change? Now we had to go to the Saints to the first game at the Prem, didn't we? Against Saracens, we got hammered. But then they put a string of three or four games together where they properly redeemed themselves, and everyone was saying, "Well, they won. They're fine." Yeah, I know they've lost their last three in the Prem. Yeah. Do you know what's an interesting? One, and there are probably loads of answers um, that might work. Also, I, I, Robert I, Robbo on Twitter wants to know about this as yeah, well. Yeah, I've, I've 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 always found their recruitment a bit not puzzling. I kind of think I always feel like they should do a bit more. I kind of want them as a, as a neutral. I want them to do a bit more uh, recruiting. Um, they finally went large on Pika Mole. He made a massive difference to the club because he's a brilliant player. And, and then, he, a and good then guy. he just left. And then left for the money and wanted to go home. Whatever, fair enough. But you know, and they've signed Heinrich Heinrich Brousseau now, who is. Okay, he might be a financial replacement for Pika Mole. He might take some of that cash, but he's not the same player. He's not going to have the same... He's going to nick you a lot of ball, but he's not going to smash the Premiership to pieces like Pika Mole did. Um, so there's a bit of that. Um, I think yeah, I, I, I think it's primarily personnel, actually. They've got, got some really good players, but they've got a couple of guys who are not the players they were. So the PC brothers, who are wonderful, but Ken PC got absolutely licked by Josh, Aven- Josh Adams at the weekend on the wing. Uh, it was fantastic. So was Bryce Heen for Worcester, but you just think they got a couple of guys. Foden is still a, still a good Premiership player, but he's not the player he was. And you just think at some point they got to, you know, bring a new cycle through. And is it there, or are they willing to pay for it? That's kind of what how I kind of look at. But Worcester, remember I said to you on Friday at that lunch in town. Yeah. I said I, you know what, have a look at the Worcester team sheet. Remember I said that to you. Yes, you did. I said that is a proper team. That's a proper team. And that I said, not only do I reckon they'll beat Saints at home, I don't reckon anyone beats that team at six ways if they're all fit and firing, especially if Ben Teo comes back at 13. Wouldn't put him at 12 because Ryan Mills is so good at 12 when he's got Lance and Hugard inside him. Wouldn't I wouldn't drop Ryan Mills for anybody at the moment. thought he was class. And you've got Pennell, Heem, Josh Adams. You've got Shona at three, massively important. Will Spencer who was in the Bath Academy when I was at Bath. He was fantastic. Van Veltzer. They've got a proper, proper team. And 
I honestly looked at that team sheet and the very first thing I thought when I saw it on Friday afternoon was Uvavu. London Irish are screwed. Okay. That's and, what I actually thought. Yeah. And I kind of hope I'm wrong, but someone's got to go down. Merry old Tom and Dylan Williams. Um, Dylan Williams is talking about Harlequins being underachievers. Merry old Tom on Twitter saying he's just watching Woodburn. Um, who is the best uncapped wing in the Prem? Um, let's just talk about Exeter quickly and Quinns. Yeah, a, a really interesting game actually. In Exeter slick. Rob, Rob, Rob Baxter said Exeter weren't quite at it, but they were slick. They looked great um, in patches. Phil Dolman was exceptional. He was. as a lovely back move play as well for the Woodburn try. I think oh, that was yeah. the second try so nice. of the game. Um, Alofa just gets a little bit of no man's land, doesn't end up yeah. taking anyone really, comes in too late and it's a, it's a simple really turn one but a good finish by Woodburn really good Marcus Smith I thought looked really good for Quinns and I think are Quinns underachievers I mean they won the Prem with kind of a, a style that was a new style to the Prem and you get, you're always going to get sort of caught out a bit the season after that people prepare more for you and that sort of stuff but if, if you call them underachievers I mean in in, in real terms in you know brutal terms commercial terms how much money do they spend on their I mean how many how many big players do they sign if you're doing what Sarries did years ago when we were young kids there which is sign every big name on the planet and not win anything that's underachieving mm. Saracens signed shed loads of big names and they win all the time so that's 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 the achievement I extra you know whatever oh, Quinns I don't think they underachieve because I don't think they pay top dollar for the players no. they've got so I don't think underachieve I think they try and maximize they ring out every ounce of effort and performance they can from what they've got largely but Woodburn was good he was good in the tackle area he makes tackles he gets back on his feet he yeah. turns over he tries saving tackles see that try saving on Horwell that was so good I know so who would be the best uncapped wing in the Prem Woodburn close Alex Lewington cock and a singer by the way looked really good for Irish today but he's he's not there yet he's a, he's a pup um, so you've got you've got yeah you've got Woodburn You've who else have you got talk to me um Who's uh, Allenson? I like uh, uh, so you, mm, Sale. Yeah, but I'm trying to think who you've got that uncapped. Yeah, it's it's Woodburn or Lewington, isn't it? Um, I'm probably thinking there's probably someone obvious that I haven't thought of. I'm trying to think of um, in the pro tw- in the pro fourteen, but, but basically for me, for me, the answer is Ollie Woodburn. I mean, he's, he's everyone's a top been, Everyone's been capped in Wales. There are no uncapped players playing in the pro fourteen. Every single player's been capped. Is that true? No, but Amazing. near enough. Yeah, well, there are hardly any players in Wales, so. It stands to reason if you're a decent player, you're going to get capped, and if you're uh, if you're if you're a good player, there's a good chance you're going to get a lot of Welsh caps. I'm trying to th- because you you look there's at no the one teams, any players there. You know, Alex Cuthbert. Tom, look, if Tom James is probably one that probably should have had more caps than he's got because mm. he plays so well for his club every week. He gets a lot of injuries, and I always remember was it last year, the year before, he gets caught. Um, he gets a ball in space. He's charging on a touchdown against Scotland. And I think Dunbar actually gets him on the angle. No, not Dunbar. Taylor, Duncan Ta- Taylor. Duncan Taylor gets him on the angle. And Duncan Taylor's fast, mate. Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, and he's never been picked since. But if you, if you think about it, he's also, he's also in the era of a couple of freaky wingers. So yeah. he, he straddled... George North, Shane George Williams. Shane Williams, Cuthbert when he was on fire, that sort of stuff. So he's in an era, but he's also in an area... So if you take, say... If you talk about props, you take Paul James, for example. Yes. Um, who's probably got 70-odd caps now. I think so, yeah. Right. He's in the era of... He was at the, exactly the same era as Gethin Jenkins, one of the most freakishly talented props ever. Not necessarily a well-beaten scrummager, or not a well-beaten scrummager most of the time, but an amazing player. But 
props come off in every game or loads of games, so you get loads of caps off the bench. Yeah. And props need resting more beca- than wingers because it's a harder job. So wingers go on and stay on. Not many wingers come off. So if you're the same position as George North, there is every chance if he is fit, you ain't getting you ain't adding yeah. up caps. Yeah. No. Very true. Um, Chris on Twitter says, "Do you think bigger coming on at fifteen rather than replacing Preeson tells us anything?" No, Tom, I don't. No. He just came on really as just to try and study the ship a bit of game management. It didn't really happen that way. Um, I think Big will start. I think Owen Williams will start. I'm not sure whether Tyler Morgan is fit or not at the moment. If he's not fit, it doesn't look like he is. Otherwise, he probably would be playing at the, on um, on Saturday. They'll start with Scott Williams. Um, and then I hope it's Lee Halfpin on one wing, Steph Evans on the other, and Liam Williams at 15. I don't think they'll make too many changes up front. Hopefully, Reese Webb is fit. Bet you half pennies at fifteen. I don't bet with gamblers. <laughs> Maybe. Um, um, yeah. I d- well, look. I hope Liam Williams is fifteen. Ellis Gen scored a quality try inside line for Leicester. Super sharp. Marlon Yard scored. I mean, running. I could have scored it, um, but at least he scored on debut. Uh, yeah. Some yeah. Some interesting stuff happening around the Prem. Sale pushed Leicester really, really close and played really well away from home. It is their eleventh loss on the bounce away from home, but. They still actually put on a really good show, so they can, you know, they can take something from that. We had a bet of the week last week, which was England by five points or more. Scraped it. Yeah, scraped it. So the kids, the kids of children in need, the children in need have got money this week from Leo Vegas, haven't they? Yeah. So we're well done gonna, them. I'm just looking through the fixtures now on my phone. Yeah. Okay. It's high tech stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who should we bet on this week? Um, Let's bet on the Wales New Zealand game. No, I reckon. Come on, I reckon Scotland Australia. <sighs> yeah. Okay. That's an interesting game. So who do you think is going to win that? I think Australia are going <laughs> to win that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I really want Scotland. I think. To win I it. think. Yeah. I think Scotland will be very obviously very happy 50, with the way, 60 minutes with the way they with the way they played on on Saturday and. They've sort of seen that as a huge step forward. But I think Australia will be hurting way more than Scotland. Because Scotland never, ever thought they were going to win that game, really. You know, when you play in New Zealand, you never really think it's a, it's going to be that achievable. You think you've got a chance, and you think you go out there and think you're going to win. But really, realistically, it's, it's a tough ask to beat a team like New Zealand. Um, whilst Australia, wow, they're going to be hurting from Saturday. All right, Australia, by how many? Um, I'm going to say 10. ten. You and I are so on the same level. It is spooky. Do you watch TV? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Do you like stuff? <laughs> um, so we're going to go. So Leo Vegas, bet of the week, is Australia to beat Scotland by 10 points or more. Terms and conditions do apply. Make sure you are over 18. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we haven't done it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it now. We haven't done a debrief of our live pod last week with Sam Warber's son of Gatlin Warburton. We'll do it next week, shall we? Yeah, the, what, the one thing my feedback is to the crowd is that I think I swore too much. I was uncomfortable with the amount I swore on that pod. And I think I am denied too much. No, I, I listened to it and your umming and ahhing made me seasick. It was awful. No, I, didn't I, know. Even, I didn't even notice it. I'm going to find myself. Michelle, Michelle debriefed me and she said she really liked it, but the two things she didn't like were my language yes. and... Um, the fact that we introduced Sam Warburton and then didn't speak to him for five minutes. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah, but I, then I but then I sort of spoke to Sam at Twickenham yesterday. I was like, "Do you notice that?" 
He was like, yeah. I was like, when am I going to get in here? And then I went to speak and my mic was off. That peanut bloke never even put it on. <laughs> yeah, one job he had. Some potty breathers, eh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Right. Anyway, um, I hope you all have a great week. Speak to you in a week's time. I'm going home to, um, to have some bolognese tonight. Is that? Yeah. Ta-ra. I've just had 12 nuggets. Oh, God. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 